0: Welcome once again to another episode of Destination Declassified, the channel that digs deep into the conspiracy theories and unanswered questions that plague our world today. It can be safe to assume that when someone goes missing or has been found dead, whose purpose at the moment was to expose, criticize, or defeat those in powerful positions, is that such entities have the means and audacity to carry out terrifying acts upon their enemies. From Marilyn Monroe to John McAfee, the lives of those who suffer a fate either confirmed or unsolved, at the hands of corporations, politicians, or governments, are dissected and analyzed to understand their underlying motives. For the relatives and friends of such victims, this invasion into the relationships, feelings, and affairs of their loved ones can be considered disrespectful or intrusive. However, there are those whose stories must be told in the interest of truth, economic, or political exposure, as well as the power structure that surrounds and controls our everyday existence. In the case of Rudolf Diesel, the German engineering designer who invented the famous engine that bears his name, such a story is worth looking into. Having gone missing whilst at sea on his way to a conference in London, Diesel's body would be found nearly two weeks later ignite a spate of conspiracy theories that remain to this very day. So what exactly happened to Rudolf Diesel Was his life falling into ruin, forcing him to commit suicide? Or did the groundbreaking engine that found him fame and recognition ultimately lead to his murder? Join us on this episode of Destination Declassified as we dig deep into the rabbit hole that is the mysterious death of Rudolf Diesel. As ever, before we delve into the strange occurrences leading up to Rudolf Diesel's death, we must first look at the man himself, as well as his background and position at the time of his demise. Rudolf Christian Karl Diesel was born on March 18, 1858, at his family's residence in Paris, France. His parents, Theodore and Elise, were German-born immigrants who had moved to the French capital where his father worked in the manufacturing industry, producing leather goods. The second of three siblings, the young Diesel attended a Protestant French school where his earliest aspirations and skills came to the fore due to his keen interest in technology, one which earned him multiple awards. Unfortunately, in 1870, 12-year-old Rudolf and his family were forced out of France and deported to England due to the outbreak of the Franco-Prussian War. Arriving in the UK, the Diesel settled rather well in London. However, soon after their landing, Theodore made arrangements for his son to live with his aunt and uncle in Augsburg, the small town known for being the birthplace of Mozart's parents, is one of the oldest towns in Germany and is also where Rudolf's father grew up. Living and working with his uncle proved beneficial to the young man as he became fluent in German and furthered his education at the Royal Circle Vocational College, where his uncle taught mathematics. Advancing to the Technical High School in Munich, Diesel would impress his teachers, including refrigerator designer Carl von Lind, in his favorite subject of engineering and where he would graduate at the top of his class, despite contracting typhoid fever. His father continuously pressed Rudolf to quit his studies and get a job. Diesel ignored his dad's pleas, however. Instead, he returned to Paris to work with Professor von Lind, who took him under his wing and proceeded to teach him further in the Bavarian capital of Munich. Despite becoming manager of research and development in the refrigeration departments of Von Lind's engineering program, Diesel's fascination with engine motors outweighed his illustrious position, and so he decided, using his strong knowledge of thermodynamics, to begin his own development project, setting up his program with Mann Diesel and Frederick Krupp AG. Diesel was able to obtain the funds and resources to supply his activities, The initial attempt was to construct an engine using ammonia vapour, however the prototype exploded whilst in test mode, almost killing Rudolf, and resulting in him spending months in hospital, as well as leaving him partially blind. This serious brush with death did not deter Diesel from his aspirations, and so he continued to develop and manufacture various prototypes and systems, with the funds provided to develop numerous successful engines. Finally, in 1892, after more than seven years working on his project, Diesel would create a successful patent for an engine that ran on powdered coal. In his paper, Theory and Construction of a Rational Heat Engine to Replace the Steam Engine and Contemporary Combustion Engine, Diesel introduced his design as a compression ignition engine that could burn any fuel as well as peanut or vegetable oil, therefore not requiring an ignition system. His calculations insisted that his model could be 75% energy efficient, as opposed to other makes and models, which were far less viable in their efficiency. Despite suffering from depression and ailing health, Diesel's lifelong dream was beginning to come true. And so for the next four years, he relocated back to Augsburg, where he generated multiple models based on his ideas and somatics. The hard work paid off with the eventual demonstration of a 25 horsepower four-stroke single vertical cylinder compression engine in Munich in 1897 which would be advertised in the capital's exhibition a year later diesel's life would change dramatically with the presentation and active tutorials of his workings his personal life also improved for the better he would become a millionaire a major name in the engineering profession and marry his spouse Martha Flusher who, like his mother before him, gave birth to three children, much to Rudolf's delight. Due to the high efficiency and capabilities to run on both petrol and biofuel, the aptly named diesel engine quickly became a massive hit across industries and brought major success to those involved. Car manufacturers, militarized submarines, and factories across continents racked up their share of the motors, and it's recorded that by 1912, there were more than 70,000 working diesel engines operating around the globe. Little would Diesel know, but his genius would spawn an engineering transformation which would last until this very day. He would never know, as by the time September 1913 came around, Rudolf Diesel would be dead. On the day of his disappearance, Diesel boarded a post office steamer named SS Dresden, which was traveling from Antwerp, and destined for the port of Harwich, England for a pre-arranged stay in London. The reason for his travels was to hold a series of meetings with numerous entities for exclusive rights to the diesel engine, one of which was the Royal Navy. With World War One on the horizon, Rudolf had declined to work with the German naval forces nor support their military cause with his powerful sought after engines A meeting was scheduled with the British Navy to discuss the possibilities and mechanical inspections required to fit their submarines with his invention, as well as attending a new manufacturing plant. On the evening of the 29th of September, Diesel would have dinner on the ship before heading back to his cabin around 10pm, arranging a wake-up call for 6.15am the following morning. On the morning of the 30th, it was noted that Diesel had not rose himself and had not dined in the breakfast area. The wake-up call was initiated by the staff and was greeted with no reply. So it was agreed that a member of the crew knock and enter his cabin to check on his demeanor and to rouse him if necessary. When his room was checked, however, according to the New York Times newspaper, his sleepwear was laid neatly on the bed with no visible signs of the bed having been slept in. His coat and hat were hung up on the pegs and his watch was sitting safely on the nightstand, thus sparking a major concern as Diesel was now considered missing. After a full search was conducted across the steamer, its main deck and surrounding waters, it was concluded that Rudolf Diesel must have fallen overboard the night previous. It would take a further 10 days before Diesel's body would be found and recovered. A Dutch tugboat, which was sailing across stormy waters of the North Sea on October 10th, discovered a dead body floating in the distance, which appeared to be in a deep state of decomposition. The boat was too small to take on the corpse, but some artifacts taken from the pockets were identified as belonging to Diesel by his family. A glasses case, pocket knife and ID card were found inside Diesel's clothes, which were eventually confirmed and identified by Rudolf's son, Eugene, as part of the subsequent investigation. The body, once inspected, was cast back into the sea by the crew members of the Dutch boat, with plans to immediately report the dead man's corpse upon their arrival. So, what happened to Rudolf Diesel, and how did his body end up in the middle of the North Sea? After the initial shock, surprise, and identification of Diesel's body had passed, the attention turned to how and why such a recognized individual could suddenly disappear without anyone noticing. The theories began to spiral out of control, with numerous biographers, newspapers, and reporters spinning headlines in both the UK and in Europe. The first assumption was that of suicide, The New York Times attempted to keep a chronological report on the situation, and ran with the story that things weren't going so well for Diesel, mentally or financially. Their first headline, after the original announcement of his death, stated, No ray of light on Diesel mystery. German inventor was a millionaire, and his home was happy. October 2nd. This was followed by headline hearsay, such as, Diesel, family, and straits, missing inventors said to have left them in extreme need, October 13th. And then, Diesel was bankrupt. He owed $375,000, tangible assets, only about $10,000, October 15th. Time magazine also ran a story in 1940 to back up the theory that Diesel had encountered extreme financial issues and had decided to take his own life. Indeed, his personal accounts had little money in them at the time of his trip, and it was noted that upcoming interest payments were required by October 1st. Although his family and friends could not comprehend his disappearance and subsequent death, believing that he fell overboard whilst walking the deck at night due to regular bouts of insomnia. Author Greg Fowl seemed to fit another piece into the puzzle. In his book, Biodiesel, Growing a New Energy Economy, Fowl states, that before leaving for his trip, Diesel handed his wife a case, demanding that she not open it until the week after he boarded the steamer. The case apparently contained 20,000 German marks, as well as statements which described the extent of the financial pressure he had absorbed. This declaration of bankruptcy, coupled with Diesel's depression, insomnia, and growing paranoia, led him to come clean with his wife before setting off on the SS Dresden, ensuring all appeared normal before throwing himself overboard and thus ending his life. One other piece of interesting evidence was found within the pages of his diary, which was also found in his cabin. On the day of his disappearance, September 29th, there was a large X marked on the dated page. Some believe this to be a symbol of death or confirmation of his pending demise. If suicide was not shocking enough for Diesel's relatives to comprehend, further rumours began to spread of a potential murder investigation. This completely changed the narrative. During his life and eventual achievements, Diesel maintained that the hope and intention of his invention was to help small businesses and engineering enterprises of all kinds to further their own manufacturing feats. However, much to his surprise, it was the technology and militarised factions, such as the pipeline, power plant and naval sectors, that required the engine's use. Headlines began to pop up, such as Inventor thrown into the sea to stop sale of patents to British government. This being a direct reference to the German secret service and their attempts to thwart diesel's plans to provide the Brits with blueprint designs to advance their maritime arsenal. With the First World War looming, German operatives were fully aware of how beneficial the engine could be to maritime defences and structures, such as the U-boat. Therefore, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that a secret assassination mission was authorised to kill Diesel before he reached the shores of the UK. The next headline sparks another potential reason to slay the engine's creator, murdered by agents from big oil trusts. As mentioned earlier, the possibility that large corporations or political parties being capable of murder to protect their investments and positions is a very strong prospect indeed. In order to prevent diesel from taking further steps to ensure the eradication of conventional gas engines with his newly formed popularized ingenuity, drastic measures would have to have been taken. Known for the bio-oil fuel solution, the diesel engine's future would have been detrimental to the petrol monopoly and to the oil industry as a whole, resulting in major costs to numerous corporate outfits It would be naive to disregard the notion that powerful businessmen had connections to the criminal underworld, where at the drop of a hat, someone could suddenly go missing, who seemingly posed a threat to their objectives. Since there were no witnesses on the night of his vanishing, as well as the cabin's peaceful, tidy appearance, this is potential evidence of a calculated murder disguised as a suicide. This way, no questions would be asked or investigations opened. One final report by the New York Times stated that a reliable source in Canada had claimed that Rudolf Diesel was in fact alive and well, and living in the Great White North. Though initially sparking another conspiracy theory and a few minor searches, the story quickly dissolved and became mere gossip, much to the industry's frustration. And so the focus shifted back to either suicide or murder. Both alibis seemed to check out. Yet, as the years have passed, and technology has surpassed that of the diesel engine itself, the mystery of Rudolf Diesel's death still lingers to this day. We live in a world that is constantly reinventing itself through social dynamics, information technology, and socio-political power play. Our daily lives are controlled and monitored by corporations and businesses, who claim that what they are imposing or selling is for our own benefit or health. If you are watching this channel, then you are most likely aware that this is not always the case, and that such entities can be just as harmful and sinister in their approach to how they handle and protect their interests. When someone gets too close to the fire, there is only ever going to be one outcome, so one must tread carefully when we question the world around us and those at its helm. Did Rudolf Diesel predict his own death, or did he end it himself? I guess we'll never know. What we do know is that the diesel engine was a remarkable invention which served its purpose in the modern world of engineering and construction. The phrase, troubled genius, is normally attributed to the likes of Diesel and could explain his possible self-destruction. For some, he could also have been considered a liability and in need of removal. Whatever the reason, we must always question the so-called facts especially when they are provided by the most unreliable of sources. Thanks for watching this episode of Destination Declassified. And we look forward to seeing you next time.